0: to business with Bobby Kerr. brought to you by Bank of
1: Ireland on news talk now you're not going to believe where I am this week I'm uh, just outside the village of Quinn and I'm here at a wonderful pig farm and I'm delighted to be joined by Nick and Cass who're going to tell me all about their business Nick how are you i'm well thanks bobby how are you i'm fantastic behind me here i really wish this was television and not radio because there's these wonderful pigs uh they're out here uh they seem as happy as larry tell us a little bit about your business and indeed this livestock
0: yeah so we're lunis farm um our our business is free range pork pasture-raised pork and uh seasonal pasture-raised beef grass-fed uh, we're in organic conversion and we're uh, i suppose another thing that probably sets us apart is that we're a family farm and family butchery so okay. we we do all the butchering ourselves and all the processing ourselves
1: okay so this is this is absolutely fascinating so when you say you're organic did you say organic in conversion in conversion so that's a two or three year process is two, it two year process yeah okay. and that's just about certification because i from what i can hear see here behind me uh, these pigs are as as organic as they can get no
0: well that's right yeah i mean they're they're fed uh, 100% uh, organic grain certified organic grain and they're moved onto fresh ground every four to 12 days, uh, depending on, on the growing season. And uh, yeah, their space requirements exceeds, you know, yeah. any organic setup really, yeah. Okay, and what did you say the breed is? So we have a mixed bag. We've got Oxford, Sandy and Black there. They're the, the quite pretty um, red and, and black spots there. And then we have, uh, there's a lot of Jurok out there. Um, and there's a bit of Hampshire in the mix too. So a bit of a mixed bag because there's, there's about three different age groups in
1: our main herd. Okay, we'll go back into the barn and we'll continue our chat. How about that? Great. And now I'm going to meet Cass, who's the other part of this wonderful partnership. Cass, you're very welcome to the program.
2: Hi, thank you for having us. Now you,
1: um, you got into this venture uh, with Nick a, a, a couple of years ago, I think, but tell us a little bit about your own background.
2: So, I'm originally from Sydney, Australia, and I've been farming for the past, I guess, eight years, um, working on various organic farms in the Northern Rivers, okay. and that's where I met Nick, up in Byron Bay, and we came, we moved back here at the end of 2021 and started the farm basically as soon as we arrived, <laughs> we okay. got started, yeah.
1: So, what, what was the ultimate vision then when you came back from Australia, you having worked in organics? Uh, Nick, I know, is formerly an engineer. We're going to start a farm. We're going to do everything ourselves. We're going to do farm to, or what did you say? Tail to toe, or... uh Nose to tail, yeah. Just tell us a little bit about your belief and your vision for the business.
2: Sure. So I guess for us, um, transparency is number one in, in the way that we operate. So we're very open about that. It's about providing the community with ethically raised meats. Nick was raising pigs back in Australia before we left and we're selling meat direct to customers as well. And basically for us, it's the just makes the most financial sense as well, business-wise, is cutting out the middleman. And we love making all of the products ourselves. Um, I've almost finished a Bachelor of Food and Nutrition. I've got a lot of experience in hospitality and cooking with Whole Foods and creating a line of uh, pasture-raised meat products that are completely natural. We don't use any nitrates, nitrites, preservatives, fillers or anything in our products. So. We traditionally dry cure our rashes with nothing but salt and thyme, just basically making it as as clean a product as possible.
1: And tell us then, you know, and again, what you're doing here is is truly wonderful, but getting that message out there, getting the sales up, getting to the market, uh, getting people to know about your wonderful products, are you pretty nimble on social media? Is that one of your roots?
2: I guess so, yes, yeah. we're, pretty, we're pretty regular on the social media. <laughs> we find that it's just the direction in which it's heading. Um, the pandemic certainly helped in terms of opening up people's perspectives and ideas around purchasing meat and groceries online. So that's worked to our advantage, okay. definitely. Yeah, and having a very good website too, that's yeah. very important.
1: Is it your idea then that really, if you can sell maybe a half a pig or a quarter pig that you get that kind of volume per sale? I presume that's what you're after?
2: That would be ideal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely what we we're doing back in Australia and we sell meat boxes in various sizes, but we have just, due to customer demand, started selling individual products online as well. So we do understand that there are issues in regards to freezer space as well. Not everyone has a chest freezer and can keep half a pig at a time. Um, So that's one of our biggest stumbling blocks really.
1: Well, I think uh, again, if I think if you let people know that, I think it could be a a very efficient way to buy. And as you say, if there's, you know, uh, if you can get a volume sale, um, I think it could work quite well
2: absolutely i think that's that 's the most economical way to purchase meat is in bulk and direct from a farmer you 're getting best value for money and also the farmer is able to we 're able to sell. A whole pig to say two families as opposed to potentially hundreds of customers sure. worth of individual cuts okay
1: we'll have another look around now um i'll go back to nick and ask him to show me because i heard you've got a an innovative electric wheelbarrow here which i need to check out so stand by for that so nick you were you're an engineer and i i think you've from what i can see you've married uh, your engineering skills uh, now with your farming uh, and your, your meat production. Um, tell us some of it. I'm looking here at a an electric wheelbarrow. It's not something I've seen before. Um, it looks like a cross between, I suppose, a quad bike and uh, a regular wheelbarrow. But it's electric. Tell us more. Yeah, well, it,
0: it's, it, it's Makita. It works off the same batteries as we use for our power tools. And it, you know, can carry a payload of eighty kilos and that's roughly how much that we need to be taken out to the pigs every day. Yeah. So really yeah, the engineering side of it is is the is being conscious of manual handling and how can I do things easier, saving my body in the long run. Also reducing the upfront costs as well. So, you know, it was this or a quad and a quad would have been say fifteen times the, the price of this. You know that we've done this in other ways. Instead of, uh, say, purchasing a, a refrigerated van for for the, the butchery, uh, we we just bought like giant cool boxes instead, and obviously okayed it with our environmental health yeah. officer. And yeah, that was great. So you know, they go in our car, and that's saved us another fifteen grand. So
1: yeah so so every day your your i suppose your engineering skills and know how are being brought into practice uh, but did you did you ever think when you were studying engineering that you'd end up as a big farmer
0: never right. never uh, no i if you asked me when I was young I'd say I wanted to be a vet uh, and then uh, the, the realities of the leave insert um kind of put put a dampener on that and then i, I th- fell into engineering and I suppose I, I never thought I wanted to be an engineer yeah. but it took me uh, 11 years to, uh, to fully figure out that that was the case.
1: Yeah. Uh, so so it, it's great to see businesses like this now and when, 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 if you're looking forward say five years what's your aspiration yours and Cass's ap- aspiration to bring this to what level?
0: A lot of it's refining yeah. refining what we're doing so not necessarily Growth. We we certainly want to grow a bit, um, uh, but also you know stacking enterprises as well. You know we've got a very small farm here. It's about thirty five acres altogether. You know that that can't sustain a massive beef herd, but it can sustain the the summer grazing that we've been doing. It can sustain the the pig herd, Um if we throw some poultry in the mix every every now and then. The poultry is great for the land. So, you know, we'll we'll look at that kind of thing in the future. That combined with, again, refining our products and uh, value-adding our products. So, you know, at the moment... We're, we're making our rashes and we're making our meatballs and our sausages. We want to go further with yeah. that and, and keep, you know, go, go into lard, animal fats, bone broth and further products from there.
1: Okay, well, the proprietors here are Cass and Nick McCarthy. Uh, the business is called Luna's on, Farm. It's near Quinn here in uh, County Clare. Uh, they have a website. They've got bacon. They've got beef and all things uh, organic, even though I know the certification is on its Way, so Nick and Cass, thanks very much for showing me around. It's a while since I've had my wellys on, so I've really enjoyed my visit to the farm.
0: Thanks very much, Bobby. It was a pleasure. Down to business with
1: Bobby Kerr. Brought to
0: you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at eleven
2: on News Talk.